Hey Moonies, welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson. I'm here with Kayla Marie, a digital marketing specialist who's currently the social media manager for Amazon Prime Video for fantasy, superhero, and sci-fi. She's worked on some of your favorite shows like The Boys and the latest Evangelion movie and more. She's also the co-host of Itu Banta Tambien, a podcast featuring and highlighting Latinx voices in pop culture and fandom, both on screen and on the page. And she's also the creator of the viral hashtag, What Black Panther Means to Me. I am super excited to have her on the show. As you can tell, she's like super amazing and accomplished. And I'm really excited. Yeah. Hey, Kayla. Oh, my God. That makes me sound so much cooler than I actually am. I love that. (laughs) You are really cool. Like, I just listed things that you actually do. So... (laughs) it's like sometimes you go back and you hear it be like am I that cool and then like sometimes you're like oh like oh that sounds really cool and then you're like oh humble 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 please be humble um but no I'm really excited to be here thank you for having me yeah no I totally get it I I get the same thing sometimes and I'm like oh yeah I did do that I guess that was kind of cool like all right maybe I'm not horrible at everything I do (laughs) yeah you go back and you look and you're like huh look at that I did that and those are the days when you're like, you're feeling really shitty. And then you go back and you're like, I did that. I did that thing. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> fully there. Yep. Exactly. Um, well, going back to happier moments in our lives. Um, what's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? Oh, wow. Um, I had, I was super young, um, but I remember... I was a military brat, so we moved all over the place. So TV, I like to tell people, I, for me, TV, movies, just pop culture in general was like my thing that was always a constant, right? Because my life was always changing, always moving, and I could always go back to that. That was like what I could, like fantasy worlds, I could always kind of anchor myself in those. So for me, I think the first time I've probably been like four or five um and I just remember being like oh this is super cool like oh I love this and and they they just seem really cool they're like badass and they're in sparkly things but I was a huge tomboy so I was like really straddling the fence of like oh I love these sparkly things but like also I love other things so do I belong here (laughs) and um I, I think what also helped that was that I was able to like immediately find my senshi that I related to and I, I think that that really helped so I def like desperately grabbed onto this is the one that I relate to I love this it's not too girly and I can be here um so something I'm, I'm really appreciative of yeah 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 I totally get that I think yeah just getting lost in different worlds also I love them like I asked that question and people are like oh man like <laughs> just like goes off this brain just goes like all the way back but um you mentioned like having favorite uh character who was your favorite sailor scout or senshi it was definitely jupiter i was just like this is me i was very tall and lanky for my age granted like i'm now average i am five five and i will stand on that that i'm i'm tall in my own mind um yeah (laughs) but um i think we and we're the same in that she was definitely shy um but she's very strong and independent and she's just 
super badass and I, I immediately was like that's the one right um I have friends that will tell me that I remind them of another one and I will give in to that and I understand the older I get the more I'm like oh I love Jupiter she's my favorite but I definitely am like one other so I just like I keep that in mind always like oh but I'm definitely like one of the other ones like I, I Jupiter was just it was the green. It wasn't super girly. She just seemed so strong. And then as shy as she was and quiet at the beginning, she was just very sure of herself. And I I liked that. Um, and of course there were rumors about her and she was new. She was the new kid, right? I immediately gravitated like, oh, like she had been moved around. She had gone to different schools and apparently there were rumors about her. So I definitely related to that. That makes sense. You said you're like an army brat. So I'm assuming that's like also like moving around a lot and, and dealing with a lot of like a similar things. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's just like, she, like one of the things I love the most was the plant aspect. I was very much so like, Oh, I love plants. Like I, and I wanted to, um, be able to find something that was about me that I loved and, and apply that to characters. I think we definitely, um, especially as black fandom, we love that aspect of it. So I, um, I was very happy to have her be what I related to, you know? Yeah. I think that's so important. It's so cool when you have a character that you actually like, you like them and like, you think they're cool. And then you like realize like, oh, we actually have things in common. And it's like, actually like this, we're actually like low key the same. Like, <laughs> It's a really nice feeling. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just funny because, like I said, the older I've gotten, the more, like, people that are fans, they will absolutely tell me that I'm a Ray. I'm definitely a Mars. Um, I'm very, I'm straightforward. I'm no nonsense a lot of the time. And I want everyone to just, like, I am one of those, like, I'm as sensitive as I am. But in, like, serious situations, I'm like, yeah, bottle those emotions. Put those away. We don't need those right now. So I'm very much so, like, Usagi, get your shit together. Like, that is very much so me. <laughs> so I, I I try to keep that in mind that I I believe in duality. So I'm definitely, I, I've always identified with Jupiter, but very much my personality is very Ray. That's so funny. I was going to ask you that next, like, who's the one people say you are more like? And that's so funny because I feel like you're so chill right now. Now I'm just like, what is the Sailor Mars going to come out? <laughs> it's, I'm very much, it's, I think it's more so in like social situations, right? Ray is very much so like the calm and the level head. So true. I, I have the situations like I'm the oldest too I think that's also it I'm used, I'm the oldest child so I'm used to having to keep my shit together um I can't freak out until everyone else has had their freak out and then later in the dark of the night when it's time to like have a moment before bed then I have my moment but I'm very much so like it's done we do what we got to do move past it go through it and be done um so it is um, definitely part of my personality and it's the old, like I said, the older I've gotten, it's, it's really funny that more people that I meet that are Sailor Moon fans will be like, oh, that's interesting. Jupiter, I would definitely say Mars. And I'm like, great. Thanks, guy. 
That's so funny. Hey, you know, it is what it is. You know, I, I say in this podcast a lot that I would love to be a Sailor Neptune because she like has her life together and is super cool. But I know deep down I'm an Usagi. Like I am just like all over the place and uh, like love to nap, love to eat. So that is me. And I, I accept it, you know? I, I do. But that's the thing I like. I think everyone needs a little bit of Usagi, right? So yeah. I, I'm definitely when people are telling people to the self-care and take the time we should do that right but also like have those moments where you just get to be osagi and i think you need that's what i've always loved about sailor moon is that yes they've highlighted that there are different personalities in the friend group but usagi everyone needs to have a little moment like that and i think everyone needs to have a little usagi in them so so there are times where i definitely on a week, I'm on a weekend, and I'm like, I'm gonna sailor, I'm gonna sailor moon, I'm I'm gonna usagi. I am absolutely going to eat in bed, and maybe cry, and whine, and that's okay. I think that is absolutely fine. I completely agree, and I love that. Like, I'm gonna sailor moon this weekend. I am like, want to coin that. <laughs> like, this is what's happening this weekend. I'm sailor mooning it. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I I absolutely I say that. Be like, you know what? It's a sailor moon day. Instead of self-care day, it's a Sailor Moon day. Like, it's an Usagi day. I'm absolutely just going to order my favorite food and be like, oh, I'm going to order hibachi. And I'm going to eat hibachi in my room. And, you know, maybe we have mimosas at three in the afternoon, but who cares? And then we nap. And we nap. And that's fine. I love that. Yes. That is, like, my whole vibe. And, yeah, I think you're right, though. Like, needing that balance. Because as much as, like, you know, I love Usagi, but, like, I also, like, try not to procrastinate sometimes, and I try, like, to be on my shit, and so I think, you know, there is a part of me that's, like, maybe a little bit Ray or maybe a little bit, you know, uh, maybe maybe Ami, and so I think, like, it is good to have, like, a balance between the senshi. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think, you know, everyone has, in their friend group, they've got, you know, a... Neptune, they've got a Mars. You even have a, you know, your. I think that everyone has like a a certain set of personalities from the Senshi, whether it be inner or outer, right? Um, my super cool friends that I love that live their best lives on Instagram are definitely my outer Senshi friends, and I call them that. They know that that I call them my outer Senshi friends. I'm like, look at you living your best life on vacation. I love that for you. Live your best life. <laughs> but um, yeah. I am I am an inner senshi and in that I um I I think I can find balance within those the that core group, right? And I can find different um aspects of each one within myself. Um and those are the ones that we got to know first, right? So I think that that's also why we all like kind of gravitate to those. In a perfect world, I'd be Pluto. That's what I want. Yes, Pluto also has it together. I mean, you can't be the keeper of time and like not right. have your shit yeah. together. But, you know, there's that time of the month where I'm absolutely fucking Saturn, and I know that. And it's like, I'm hell on wheels. I'm absolutely an agent of chaos. Call me Saturn all day long. 
I love it. Yeah, I think it's just that thing. Like you said, balance. Also, I'm starting to realize why you are totally like in the social media industry, like because you have all these like little gems you're dropping, and I'm like, oh my god, all of these need to be on a shirt because. I now want to refer to my like core group of friends as inner senshi and like all my friends who like I see every so often but not often enough to call them like a core and to be my core group like I'm going to call them my outer senshi and then especially like my friend is like doing something like you said like on vacation or she got like a new promotion or he got a new promotion I'm gonna be like you're an outer senshi right now like you're killing it like you're you're on your boss shit like (laughs) I love that like it's it's funny like when you I you know of course, when the the last crystal that landed on uh, Netflix and you go back and watch it, it's just like you see the outers living their best life in this fucking mansion. And you're like, huh, love them. I love this for them. I love that journey for them. You know, meanwhile, the inners are like, what the hell? Help, please help me. Like, <laughs> like come. what's going on? <laughs> and I think that's a lot of, um, you know, your court circle of friends. You're definitely... Um, leaning on your that's your that is absolutely your inner synergy like you just know them you can go to them you can get feedback at any time you at any point when you need it and absolutely you know I, I honestly I I adore them so because the the group has been able to span decades and still have a hold on fans that are my age. I'm 31, but like, and then bring a new generation, right? My niece, when she was like one, I remember texting my sister. I'm like, by the way, she's about to watch Sailor Moon Crystal because it's on Hulu and you have me babysitting. Sorry, but not sorry. Introduction time. And I did that and she like loved it. So she knows that we're going to watch it when she comes over and she goes and she finds, I have a... I have a skateboard deck that has the um, holographic um, Sailor Jupiter on it. And I've got my Funko Pops. Like when I found, I think I almost cried when I found my Sailor Jupiter Funko Pop because that's the hardest one to find. I had been looking forever, could not find it, and then finally found it. So like it's something that I've been able to keep with me and always been able to go back to as a reference. Um, and I, I do love that. So yeah, I, I... I absolutely think that you should name your group chats with your friends inner senshis and then like your you know main your uh your group or your broader friends you have like your outer senshi and everyone is just able to come in and then there's the friends that you were super friends with in like high school and then you just gravitated and they're just doing shit beyond the outer senshis like oh you know what sailor stars i love that thank you you're just doing the damn thing and um, I think that's what's so unique about this fandom in, in general. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, first off, yeah, I completely agree on, like, getting the younger generation in on this. Once my cousin, my cousin used to watch Sailor Moon with me sometimes, my older cousin. And once she had a daughter, like, that was, like, the one of the first gifts I got her. I got her, like, the DVD set. And I was just like, this is happening. <laughs> you're, like, you're just going to pass it on. And this is a thing. And then um, my brother uh, had a daughter a few years ago. And I'm like, once she gets to, like, four or five, like, we're watching Sailor Moon. Like, that's just happening. Like, if she, if I ever have to babysit, you already know what the plans are. Like, that's that's just it. Um, but yeah, I love, I just love that outer sentient, inner sentient thing. I think, and I love like you, some of the Sailor Stars. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, 
I don't know. It's it's such a perfect like analogy because I always say like the outer sense you're like the big cousins, but I like the idea of like them also being like your your broader friend group who are like you maybe not don't talk to them every day, but like can like talk to them every like every few months or every like few weeks. And once you like get back together, it's just like you know old times, but at the same time, you know they're not your your everyday friends. It's just so cool. Yeah. 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 That's fun. Um, but yeah, we'll get into the social media part though. But I want to ask first, um, do you have any favorite episodes or moments from Sailor Moon? Oh, that's really tough. Um, favorite moments from the show. That's that's a tough one because there's just like so many that are like distinct and like trying to play back. Like, what's my favorite? Um, mm-hmm. honestly, Sailor V is probably one of my favorite storylines and like that discovery um just because it was so cool to watch it play out because you knew but like it also was just it was so it was in world it was super like in world right and I think that might have been what sparked like my creative and marketing side it was just like oh they went super like they in world they've got the sailor v it's so meta and I think that that entire moment and the building up of them meeting Venus was just so great. And, like, it really made the group feel whole, and I, I appreciated that. So, like, back again to the friend group thing and the inner sinchies, like, once they met Venus, it just really felt like that core group. And I think that was something that really resonated with me because I was that military kid, and I was making friends very fast and then turning around and leaving you know, very fast. So I really uh, gravitated towards this group feeling whole and feeling like they had their core team and core group of people that they could depend on. So I'll always get excited to go back and watch the whole Sailor V of it all. That's like one of my favorite comforts. Like, okay, what am I going to go watch? And we're like, let's go back to Sailor V. I think that that entire arc was so well put together and so smart. I, I will always go back to that. That's such a cool answer because I feel like it does feel like an arc of its own, even though it's not like an official, but like those series of episodes from when she shows up to like when I guess you kind of get more comfortable with her being on team and kind of learn more about her. And before you like realize that Serena is or Usaki is Princess Serenity, like it really is a nice run of getting to know this new character and like kind of like coming to this thing like, oh, the team is complete now. Like now, now what's going to happen? Um, yeah, that's cool. I like that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad because like, I know it can be like, it, like it can be hokey to be like, oh, I like, I like, it was also just a nice discovery too. And then you, you start to meet, um, other characters along the way. And then I am a, I know everyone loves Luna, but I love Artemis like so much, <laughs> like my heart, like that is like, I, I had to fight. My husband and I did not win. We had a white cat, and I was like, "Oh, Artemis." He's like, "No." Like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Listen, we get a, another gray cat that's all gray. Oh, <laughs> bets are off. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely Luna. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's so funny. What did you? What did? What did end up being the cat's name? But another anime name, the um, it ha- like it was a white cat, and when we got him, he had this gray like um, stripe at the very top. He was pure white except for this little patch of gray, and I was like, "Oh, Ash, 
And he was like, oh, great. He was like, like, like Pokemon. And we were like, well, we could do that because the child is obsessed with Pokemon. But like, like Ash, like it looks like Ash. <laughs> so mm. we're like, okay, we, we landed there. I was like, I'll give you that. <laughs> so yeah, that feels like a good, like it has a practical meaning, but also like still anime related. The child relates. I feel like that's a good, good for all. <laughs> yeah, we made a compromise. You know, I was like, listen, it's in the perfect spot to be Artemis. But he's like, I have no ties to Sailor Moon. So please give me something. And I was like, there, I gave him that. That's so funny. Um, also, that kind of makes sense. Because I feel like Artemis is also like, just like a no BS character. Like, like I feel like Luna can be a little bit more like motherly and like nice. And like, still like, we'll get Telesaki, like get it together. But I feel like Artemis is even more so just like, what are you doing? That's why him and Venus get along like so well. Like it's just like they they know each other. They're so like soul tied, and I get it because they are both very much so like absolutely get your shit together, and I I can see that. <laughs> yeah, they're so in tune with each other, and it's really cool. They're like best friends in a way. It's really cute, I, really cute. I love that for them. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. But um, one thing I love for you is um, that you are like killing it in the social media industry. Um, but how did you get into the social media world? Oh, wow. So um, I love I am a child of the MySpace era. I was in high school during MySpace when it came out. Um, my I was very big into it, but I also am a Zanga girl. So Honestly, first thing I ever coded was a Zanga page and, you know, started building social from there. And it just was a natural progression. And like, and then if I look back even further, it was like, oh, I was writing fan fiction on MSN hot rooms like everyone else like, <laughs> like was. And so it's just like, it's been a slow progression of like me getting into the social space because I was looking for an escape because I was that kid that moved around so much and I was always new. So I just liked something that lit me um, be able to talk with, meet with people and connect with people in a way where I didn't feel like I would lose that connection because I was going to move, right? Um, mm -hmm. So senior year of high school, um, went into um, doing MySpace and then graduated and landed um, a role as intern A&R for Fueled by Ramen. So Paramore, um, uh, Ball Out Boy, Hush Sound, Panic at the Disco, Gym Class Heroes. That was me. Um, I was like not the most glamorous social job. I literally was moving around top eights on band profiles. I mean, that was very important back in the day, honestly. Your top eight was everything. <laughs> oh, truly. It was It was definitely um, making sure that the top eights looked good and making sure that new bands were in there so people could discover them. And that was just like me dipping my toe in. Um, so, you know, social really for me kicked off around that time. That was also around the time of Facebook and um, the early beginnings of Twitter were while I was in college. And I just kind of jumped in the space. And I think for me, social started off as a coping mechanism. I love to make people laugh. I'm also just very blunt and I'm very like I just kind of say what comes to mind as like a stream of consciousness and I like being able to do that I've gotten better about censoring myself because not you know I always say everyone needs a group chat um yeah. test it out there first 
Yeah, definitely. Um, but I started getting in through there. Um, and I was doing working for conventions uh, while I was um, doing the, the normal thing that you do during uh, after graduating college and um, being an admin assistant. So you learn the business. So I worked in accounting and I was doing the finance part, but then I started getting really interested in communication and marketing. And I went to school for business. I um, majored in business communication with a uh, minor in abnormal psych. Um, and I, I love saying that to people and letting them know, be like, listen, I, during a work meeting, I am social, I am psychologically profiling you. So I know how to communicate with you. And I think that's what it is on social. You really do have to know the psychology of the people that you are working with and seeing their emotions and their tendencies so that you can actually market to them the correct way. And I'm always glad that I was able to pair those two. Um, and I started working for a few fan conventions and started working in the social space to promote panels and whatnot. And then it just naturally progressed. I went to a website that we don't talk about and I was doing social for that. And it really blew up. And then that social fan site kind of fell apart. And I started doing it in my day job. Um, I was I landed a role as the online marketing specialist for a company in CPG marketing. Um, so normally in CPG, you end up doing all roles by yourselves. I was social producer. I was social media manager. I was copywriter. I was writing like 12 blogs a month. I was handling the website. I was doing full campaigns. And it's just a lot. And social really was where, was where my heart was. And so I just started working more and more in the social space um, as much as I could. 2018 was when um, the hashtag went viral for Black Panther. And it was just actually was just part of a campaign. We were like, we were want to do stuff around Black Panther. And I was inspired by my kid. I take inspiration for wherever I am. And it just happened to grow into that. Um, but I think it also helped because I was just authentic, like trying to be authentic and be myself and it allowed other people to feel that way. I always want, whenever I'm interacting with someone on social, I want them to feel comfortable and I don't ever want to make them feel uncomfortable. And, um, it just progressed. And then I went to work marketing for Indian, uh, indie gaming and the present, the opportunity presented itself last year. So we're contracting freelance for Prime Video on a few big social campaigns. And um, it just evolved into this full-time role at Prime Video where I get to work on the things that I love the most. I have been a nerd my entire life, super geeky and really out there. And it hasn't always been accepted, but I think there's been a really shift culturally in how we talk about fandom and genre. And being in this role is really kind of, um, I'm just very grateful and I'm very aware that this is something that doesn't always happen to people. They do not land exactly where they wanted. This is the role that I've always wanted. I've always wanted to be um, in a space where I can A, make change, but then also work on things that I love. Like I watched Neon Genesis when I was five, should not have been watching it by the way, that is very adult. <laughs> So many things we shouldn't have been watching when we were five, but it's, you know, we're here now. We made it. We're okay. <laughs> but, you know, to now say I worked on the campaign for Evangelion is just insane to me. 
knowing that I really identified with Shinji. I was like, you know, we all have daddy issues, but like, it was just like, oh, we're sad. We're sad people. And it's okay to be sad. And it's okay to want to pull away from things that you don't think fit what you want to do. And you don't want to contribute to that. And to have worked on that campaign was just really full circle. I never thought I'd be in a position where I can work on the things that I love and get paid for it. Yeah, that's such an important and such a cool thing. Like, obviously, like I said it before, but like, love this for you. Because like, you know, I think we grow up like, loving something like, you know, we grew up loving anime and just thinking to like point like, oh, wow, I get to like, make a living or like get paid for doing something I've always loved. It's just like a really cool thing to happen. Um, Yeah, that's so cool. I love it. Um, And then speaking of the hashtag the what Black Panther means to me, um, what made you think of that? Like what, what were you thinking at the time? And, uh, and have you seen what if yet? Uh, <laughs> I'm actually saving what if to watch tonight because it is, I, I, and I might save it for tomorrow cause I'm going to be really emotional when I watch it. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and I just know it's going to be tough because candidly, I have not watched Black Panther since Chadwick Boseman passed. I just, I went back and watched Infinity War and I watched Endgame and it was still a mess. Right. And I watched um, uh, Winter Soldier and I just was like seeing him because he had a huge impact on me and my son. Um, And that's where the inspiration really came from is talking with my son. And, you know, he was getting really excited and like super hype about Black Panther. And he was just like, I was like, you like him? And he hadn't really been exposed that he had been exposed to a certain extent because we are a huge Marvel house. But... I said, you're excited? He's like, yeah, he looked like me. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, that's great. So I was sitting there, like, putting, like, trying to put together the, like, run a show of what that campaign looked like. Um, and I said, what, I want to know what Black Panther means to other people. Because this is a huge moment, culturally, for Black kids that grew up reading comics, but people thought that we weren't nerds, Right. We were excluded from those places. So I wanted to give the kids that grew up like me, um, that are the adults now, a chance to say what it means to see it come to fruition. And we all know it's not perfect, but I think we earned that. We earned that moment. I think so too. I think even if like it wasn't perfect, like I think it was so special. Um you know, just the moment it came out and just like everything that it, it was just like, like, man, there were black people behind the scenes. There were black people like on the screen. And it's just like, it just felt so like such a special moment. Yeah. I haven't watched it either um, since he passed. Cause it's just, it's too sad. I did watch, um, I think I caught Endgame on TV or something like that. I don't even remember how I was watching it maybe someone just had it on and I was just like, I can't even watch this right now. Like, this is just too sad. And it's just, it's whole, it's heartbreaking. It's just really heartbreaking. But um, yeah, I haven't watched What If either. I've been waiting to like, I can, so when I can like really sit down and like be in my feelings and like enjoy it and appreciate it. Um, I haven't watched uh, his movie either. Um, that came out on Netflix for similar reasons. Ma Rainey's, yeah. yeah. I 
I watched, I started watching it and then I was like, I can't do this. And I, I turned it off. I was like, I cannot, I will watch it again later. So maybe who knows this weekend, maybe I'll just rip off the bandaid and watch Black Panther and what if, and then just have an Usagi day and just cry into my pillow. Yes, definitely. And um, I also haven't seen Defy Bloods either. <laughs> I was just like, nope, you're not, you're not going to catch me out here. Like I'm not ready. Um, but yeah, I think I might have to take you up on that too and, and uh, follow your lead, maybe uh, do a, a, just a Chadwick Boseman day and just, just let all my emotions out throughout it all. But um, but one thing I am really, I am, I wouldn't say happy about, but like, um, I'm really happy that he was able to see and like, he got his flowers, you know? Yep. And that makes me feel good. And I will, like, I think that that's, for me, what really helped. It was like, listen, like, I, like we did the hashtag. We, we did what we had to do. It happened. It got went viral. And he got to see what this meant to everybody, right, across the board. So I can, I can go to sleep at night knowing that we made sure that everyone in every aspect made sure that he knew that he was very well appreciated and loved. Yeah, definitely. And I'll say like you, you contributed in a major way to that with your hashtag and like social media is so powerful in ways like that. So shout out to you. Um, (laughs) Well, on a, on a lighter note, um, what Amazon series would you recommend to, um, well, first what, like, we we already talked about Evangelion. So what, yeah. So what Amazon series would you recommend to Sailor Jupiter or Sailor Mars or Sailor Pluto? (laughs) Okay. For Sailor Jupiter, I would say hmm, she'd be the boys. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see that. It would be very much so her jam. Um, I think that she would be very much so, in, she would very much so love her some Queen Maeve. So yes, absolutely. 100% that. Um, for Ray. Ray is quite serious. So I would say Ray would like the expanse. She would like to be able to like have that kind of escapism. So I think that would be very much so for her. And um for Pluto, what would she watch? Um hmm. that one's tougher. Because like she's very unique. So I would maybe say series wise what would we say she would watch she might watch like she might come out of left field and like something like the marvelous miss Maisel. i absolutely think i think she would absolutely have that as she seems like she would go for that so i I think that might be like her you know that would be her jam for sure you know actually like since she's like all about like time travel and like time space i feel like she would appreciate the like period peaceness of it you know like it's like oh this, this show set in the 50s and it's like kind of accurate and that makes sense i think she would like it because it's it's such a good show it's one of my favorites yeah i am i am a it is it is uh august and i am counting down to gilmore girl rewatch aka fall so i yeah i i i am one of those so i mazel i it took me a minute I will say to get into it, but then I, I'm I'm here. I, I'm in it now. 
yeah there it's just such a cute show and just so good and funny and so much heart but yeah i i love it i, I love it <laughs> i'm an alex bornstein fan like mm. i i am like one of my things that i nerd out on the most is voice acting and i think she is just so good at that she's just so she's so good and i've been obsessed with the way that she approaches voice acting but then also i was a mad tv kid so I just think she's perfect in everything she does, even though, you know, not everything she did was politically correct, but Mad TV was so great. And I just loved her on it. Yeah, I think that show is, is yeah, <laughs> I think like you said, like it, it, it was of the time, but like it, it did good. I feel like it was, it was good. Yeah, they got um, some good people come out of there. Between her and Deborah Wilson, they, they did, they did. And, and then they had Key and Peele. So, I mean, like, mm-hmm. can you, you can yeah it was rough it was politically rough but i think they got the job done right yeah (laughs) they made it work they definitely made it work um and then what's your favorite piece of anime merch that you own well you kind of said you see like jupiter fungo pop i mean i don't want to assume yes um i also have this really amazing like my sailor jupiter deck is probably my number one um but then um I also have a Kingdom Hearts Keyblade. I have a Lady Luck Keyblade that I'm very, it is very hard to find that specific one. I, um, most people know this about me. Um, outside of Sailor Moon, my favorite thing in the entire world is Alice in Wonderland. I've been obsessed since I was a kid. Um, the first library book I never returned was Alice in Wonderland because I refused. Um, I still have it. It is from Ware Elementary in Kansas from 1998. Um, I'm one of those people that buys different versions of the book if it's in a new cover. Um, But I am obsessed with Kingdom Hearts. Most people do know that. And Lady Luck is one of my favorite Keyblades. And when we, I found it at a convention and I almost cried. I was walking the show floor on the vendor floor and stopped at it. I was like, oh, they have a bunch of Keyblades. And I looked up and Lady Luck was right there. And I was like, I'm going to go pull out money from the ATM. And I don't even care how much it's going to cost. Love it. I love it. Um, have you heard of A Blade So Black by any chance? Yes. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that is like, like a replication really- of Alice in Wonderland, I own. <laughs> so... <laughs> I am obsessed with anything that applies it. Um, I just, I think that Lewis Carroll was way before his time. And the world he built through Alice and the Looking Glass and Wonderland was just phenomenal. And the way that we have been able to have multiple versions of it and it still not get old. I will say... And I will say it on this podcast, the only version of Alice in Wonderland I don't like is the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland. Wow, that says a lot. And you know, I'm I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I think there are stronger versions. And um, if anyone wants to, there is an Alice in Wonderland that was a miniseries on Hallmark. And it is absolutely wonderful. And it has, um, I can't remember her name right now, the girl from... Napoleon Dynamite and Karina Karina. I can't remember her name, but she plays Alice. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Um, it is really good. It's got, it's star-studded. It has Gene Wilder. Um, and it's got um, 
uh, Whoopi Goldberg is the Cheshire Cat, but the way it's done is very true to the actual book and the Looking Glass part. So you get all of the pieces and you get like the door and you get um, getting through the door and the riddle that have to get through the door. You get the pepper and the pig and all of those things that are like deep cuts for Alice in Wonderland fans. So I, if I ever suggest anything Alice in Wonderland for anyone to watch, they can go watch it. You can actually go buy it on Prime Video because that's where I bought it <laughs> years ago. And I was like, ooh, I could buy that. Um, but I, I also love anything that does a mini series on a show. I, uh, Alice in Wonderland, Wizard of Oz, those are my go-tos. But my Keyblade is my most um, prized possession outside of my Sailor Jupiter skateboard deck. I will probably never ride the skateboard. I know how to skateboard, but I, it's so beautiful and it's gorgeous. I cannot bring myself to do it. Is it the primitive one? Yes. Oh my god, those were so pretty. And I wanted to get it too, but I also don't know how to skateboard. And I was like, I could just put it on my wall though, that's fine. I could just put it on my wall, but I was like, no, didn't get it. Bought it and put it on their wall. Because I know like a few people bought the Sailor Moon one. And they were like, yeah. yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I'm going to buy it. Like the hoodies and the jackets sold out so fast. I was like, as long as I get the deck, I'm fine. Right, yeah, no, it's it's so cool. Um, And then I brought up, um, first off, I need to watch that. And I looked it up. The actress's name is Tina Majorino. Yes. Um, and all you had me at like Gene Wilder and Whoopi Goldberg. I was like, okay, I'm here for this. <laughs> Cause like Whoopi as Cheshire Cat seems perfect in my mind. Um, for some reason, I thought Gene Wilder would be the um, Mad Hatter, but like I'm seeing he's Mock Turtle. So I think that's that's also really cool. He cool. sings the Mock Turtle song, which is one of my oh. favorite poems from the book. Um, it's so good. And it's very reminiscent of like Charlie and the Chocolate, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So I, I do love that. Um, I It's really sad. I could go on and on, and this would be a separate podcast, on different versions of Alice in Wonderland that you should watch. There's also an Alice um, that was on Sci-Fi that was a series, like a mini-series, and that had Kat, is it Katarina or Catherine. She's on Grey's Anatomy, and she plays Amelia. She is Alice, and it's, like, it's modern, and it's really fucking cool. Um it's like basically gambling and underworld, but it, it gets it gets very like in the weeds. And I suggest that one for people all the time too. Love that. Yeah, I love when they make mini series more than like a movie or even a TV show because I feel like movies tend to like condense too much and a TV show tends to like stretch it out too much. It's like a mini series always feels a perfect. Um, also last question, did you ever watch Once Upon a Time? <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and I watched Once Upon a Time in Wonderland and Sebastian Stan I know people love him for Winter Soldier but I love him because he was the Mad Hatter um that's so funny <laughs> it's so good um but like it's just one of those shows that was done so well and it really brought a like series that really broadened the lens of what these stories are supposed to be and going back and retelling them the right way and I've always told I've I've always loved fairy tales um, but the thing is like, they're really dark. So like, I remember being a teacher when I was like straight out of college and I was like, oh, I want to read them grim fairy tales, but I can't read them that the stepsisters from Cinderella chop off their toe and their heel. Cause that's what yeah. really happens. <laughs> and so I like being able to see the real stuff. And so that's why another mini series that's my favorite is 10th kingdom. Um, I will always suggest that to anyone that just has a weekend to kill. 
and you want to watch something that's really good and you love fairy tales and you love just like kind of out there things that happen it is really cool and it takes like um this girl it almost pulls from alice in wonderland because she goes through a mirror um but it's really good it was a mini series it was actually done on nbc technically like a hallmark one and there's it's like five hours but it was episodes and it's really good so um i think that we're able to i i love being able to see the other side of it which i think also ties back into why i love um sailor moon because it's basically like a fairy tale right but we're seeing like the real world modern version of it yeah i can totally see that it does give very fairy tale vibes for sure um also just looked up 10th kingdom it looks awesome and it's on pluto for free so i will definitely be checking that out and uh yeah. And also I brought up um, Blades of Black specifically because it's literally described as Alice in Wonderland, Wonderland meets Sailor Moon. So I was like, you should be all over this. Oh, absolutely. When it came out, I was like, oh, everyone sent it to me. And I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And I bought it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, thank you for sending it. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I feel the same way whenever like new Sailor Moon news is announced and there's like, there's a new movie coming out and everyone's sending it to me. And I'm like, I know, I know, believe me. I am like at the epicenter of this, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's such a good book. And um, Ella McKinney was on the show. So if anyone wants to listen to that episode, it is I think uh, one of the earlier episodes. It's definitely before like one, it's either the second or the fourth episode. I want to say the second episode actually of the podcast. She's just so great. I, I love following her, um, her tweets and her threads. I think they're great. Yeah. So I think she's very good at social. <laughs> she is very good at social and just like super interesting. And yeah, she also had like a hashtag. Oh, she had um like what published? No, not what publishing paid me or publishing paid me. I think that went viral. Created that. Yeah. And just, just does amazing things and has a Juneteenth festival now, the book festival and just, yeah, just killing it. Um, what advice would you give to uh, someone who wants to become a social media manager, like enter the industry or someone who's like very new to this world? I would say um, with this industry, it's just being, know your audience really and, and be prepared to stand your ground. Um, especially with me, um, it's really, I have to be the one in the room that says, I know this. And I know this very well. This is what I do. I've lived it. I'm part of the fandom. So trust me. So be very firm um, and know your audience so that you can speak to it. That's the biggest thing. And and work and go towards the things that make you happy. You're gonna work on a lot of things at first that don't like bring you joy. So find those things in your spare time um, that are. Uh, things you can go to like I was a writer I was freelance and critic and freelance social because my day job wasn't it was a, it was a job it was marketing and I love marketing but it wasn't the things that I love so I, I always want to say try freelance out first and contracting because you can kind of set your own hours and have those um, not those corporate expectations and if you feel like you want that corporate structure then you can absolutely go after it I think that's such good advice because you can kind of like dip your toes do a little bit and see if you like it before making a full on, you know, career change. You can say like, oh, let me like freelance for a bit, you know, put hours in, maybe do it part time and without having to like uproot and switch before you're ready. 
That's that's great advice. Um, and then just like Sailor Moon Hatter, Sailor Moon says phrase at the end of every episode. What would your phrase be? So Sailor Kayla Marie says, or Sailor Kayla says. I don't know which one you prefer, but you know, whichever one you want to go with. Sailor Kayla Marie says, put socks on your feet before you catch a cold. That is my number one thing. I get so much. My friends give me so much crap about it because I always, if I'm on the phone, I yell at my son and I say, do you have house shoes or socks on your feet? And it is very much so a black mom thing. And I'm very well aware. So Kayla, uh, Kayla Marie would say, um, put some socks on your feet before you catch a cold. I love that so much. I just love that that's being passed down because I get afraid sometimes it's some like things that are very like black mom or black culture, you know, doesn't get passed down through generations. So I'm happy that there are, there are black moms out there still saying that. <laughs> oh, my, I, my mom to this day, um, I was sick last week and you saw I heard in my voice, but to this day, where, are you wearing socks? Do you have house shoes when you're walking around the house? And I've just learned that I feel better when I do. I just very much so um, black mom that you could get sick. Take care of your feet. That's like the epicenter of everything. You have to stand on that. So cover your feet so you don't get sick and um, wash your hands so you don't catch the Rona. Yes. Yeah. I love all of that. Also, you're giving me like, uh, I forgot what the word is, but um, confirmation because I bought socks today. I bought Ivy Park socks and I was like, I don't need socks. Like, why am I buying these? But they were so cute. And I was like, I'll find a reason to buy them. And now I feel like I'm going to just wear them at home. Like, I just have to go out and wear them. I just wear them at home. I'm sure they're gonna be really comfortable. And now I'm like happy I bought them. <laughs> See, I am. A, I love socks. I love. I am a. I love fandom socks too. I, I'm. A, I'm a big proponent of knee highs and thigh highs, and I love socks. So any chance that I can wear them, I do. And then I just love a good cushion sock. Sometimes you just want a good cushion sock, and you want to wear it while you're in bed, and you want to feel warm, and you want to feel good. So yes, absolutely, wear your socks. You have confirmation for me. (laughs) And I'm loving the sock conversation, by the way, because I also really love like fuzzy socks. And I also like love fandom socks. Like I have so many Sailor Moon socks. I went like ham one day because I think Hot Topic had a bunch. And there was this other random site that I came across that had a bunch. And I was just like, I'm buying all the Sailor Moon socks right now. Um, Plus like just fuzzy socks are just really cute and comfy. So yeah, I am, I am, I'm on board with this sock propaganda. (laughs) I have friends that are going to listen to this and hate me. It's fine. (laughs) You know, but they'll know. And then hopefully they'll be inspired to wear socks and they won't catch colds or they'll catch less colds and their feet will be comfortable. You're right. We should take better care of our feet. Always take better care. Mm -hmm. It's so true. I like love it. (laughs) Um, And then what's next for you and where can people find you? Next for me, um, I wish I could talk about all the fun, cool stuff at work, but you'll hear about them very, very soon. Um, you know, just coming off Evangelion, but I'm working on some really, really cool stuff that like, if you just stay tuned on my social, you can find me at Maria underscore underscore Hisela, um, on Twitter. And then it's Maria underscore Hisela on Instagram. Um, I will be posting all types of cool things right now. We're doing some really cool stuff with the boys this week because you know Emmy noms and I am just really I'm new to the team but I am such a huge fan of the boys and I'm so proud and like um just honored to work on it and I'm I'm 
I think we if you go over to theboystv.com, uh, sorry, if you go to at theboystv on Instagram, you'll see all the cool stuff that went down this week. Um, all kinds of irreverent, you know, fuck soup stuff. And I, I think we um, are in a really cool position. You know, I think people uh, were not expecting us to get nominated and look at us, we did it. Um, so I have all kinds of cool things coming. Um, and uh, my podcast, Itubanta Tambien, will more than likely be ramping right back up because Star Wars Visions, we're super excited. Like the anime nerd and Star Wars nerd in me is combined right now. So um, be on the lookout for some podcast episodes uh, coming pretty soon. Love it. I am so excited for all of those things. And it will be definitely, I mean, I already follow you, so I'll be definitely looking out for the all the exciting things happening. Because Amazon's Amazon Studios, Amazon Prime videos been having it. It's been having some heat for a while. Like that was like the social, not the uh, social, the um streaming platform I was like going to most consistently. So like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, The Boys, and um, I forgot Hannah was really good. It was just, like a bunch of shows, like so so many good things. Panic. Um, I mean, there, we you know we got it all. We're all across the board. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so good. Oh, and um. Sneaky Pete, yeah, I was just like, I was, I was on the Amazon kick for a little bit, and I'm probably gonna get back on it because I need to catch up on the boys actually. But, um, but yeah, it was so great talking to you. Thank you for coming on the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I'm such a huge fan, and like, continue to do all the amazing things you're doing in this space because I just we're allowed to be anime fans and like sparkly things, and I think that that is absolutely fine. And I love that you're just doing the damn thing so thank you for having me yeah thank you so much i mean now i gotta be like sad and humble and like feel like oh but <laughs> but yeah thank you so much and it's it's definitely great to just like nerd out with about sailor moon with amazing people so appreciate you for coming on um and yeah and once again i'm victoria l johnson host of the sailor moon fan club podcast and you can find us on all podcast streaming platforms spotify apple Podcasts, youtube um, and you can also, if you can leave us a review on Apple podcasts, we'd really appreciate it. I would really appreciate it. Um, and, or comment, that would be really great too. Um, you can find me at Miss Old School on Twitter and Instagram. That's Old School with a K. You can find the podcast at Mooney's Club on Twitter and Mooney's underscore club on Instagram. And we have merch. If you want some Mooney merch, we have Mooney merch at Mooney's Club.com. That's it. Thanks for listening, Moonies. Bye.